Hello, hello, and welcome to the Safe Toddles Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dr. Grace Ambrosaka, and I'm sitting here with Kelvin Crosby. Hi, hey. Kel. How are you guys doing? Nice to see you all, even though I can't see you all. So. <laughs> and we're not actually sitting in the same location, so yes. that's another. <laughs> we're, we're literally on the opposite side of the United States. I'm on the west, she's on the east. East coast, baby. So I'll, I'll take my West Coast weather over the East Coast weather any day. Well, it is December, and I'm very excited that today is our Christmas special or our holiday special for the season of giving and joyous celebrations. And today will be Kelvin's interpretation of how to best get the most fun out of four senses. Yep. Which are the four senses you're going to be talking about? So we're going to be focusing around taste, feel, smells, and hearing. And a lot of times during the holidays, we think about the visual. Because like, oh, you see, you can see things. You see the colors. Well, if you can't see... How do you enjoy the holidays? How do you get to enjoy those things? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Nice. Well, that is a great idea because I know that there are unique, fun things that you grew up doing that you can with this. Is that true? Exactly. Exactly. Should we take them one by one? We'll begin with which one? Let's go ahead and let's start with smells. Lovely. And we'll, we'll start there. So if we think about smells... What 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 do they mean to us? For me, I start creating pictures in my mind when I smell things. So if I smell gingerbread, I can smell the different smells of the cinnamon and the, the ginger and the frosting and all that stuff that you would put on your gingerbreads. Then let's think about the Christmas tree. Uh, some people are allergic to Christmas trees, but others are not. But we can always create that environment where oh, it smells like Christmas because you smell the Christmas tree. Like you can get air fresheners or you get a real Christmas tree like I have. And it creates that that sense of warmth. You create that visual smell in your mind. And because of why the reason why I'm using the word visual smells, because if you can't see, you're creating your world by the smell that you're you're smelling. And you're creating your own interpretation of what that means. So if you have a toddler, you're thinking Oh, how can I help my toddler smell the holidays? So that the weather is that the things that you cook in your house that you only do during the holidays. So like gingerbreads or turkey or like my mom makes, we call it reindeer poop. And <laughs> it's the best ever. Basically, it's little chocolate balls with peanut butter in them with uh, rich, uh, Rice Krispies in them. Yummy. Oh, man. <laughs> so, and that's kind of where you create these different smells. Because my mom melts the chocolate, and you can smell the chocolate. And, and it brings in, because she only does it during the holidays. And so it reminds me, oh, we're in the winter. And it helps me get into that excitement and traditions of the holidays. So, so the aroma is almost more meaningful to you than say the sight of your mom in the kitchen, but the smell of your mom in the kitchen yeah. and what she's producing in there or your mm-hmm. dad, as in our family, it's my husband doing all the cooking. <laughs> 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 and how do we translate some of that? Is that more of like 
encourage, like bring the child in purposefully and have mm-hmm. them come over to the pots or yeah. is that what you're saying, thinking as well? Exactly. So that's where we bring in, in the touch. So that's a feel, feel the holidays. So if you have a tree, you have different ornaments and I would encourage you to get ornaments that have tactile to it. Don't get the round balls that just are round because everything's that's a baseball or every, we got a lot of things that are round. But if you're going to put ornaments up, think about things that have more tactile feel to it, where you can feel like a face or like my mom has ceramic snowmans. So if you feel the, the ornament, you can feel the snowman, you can feel the scarf, you can feel the eyes, the nose, the ear, the hat and all that stuff. And you're feeling that the same thing in the kitchen. Like, have hope your your toddler or your your child feel what you're using like oh you're gonna use a wooden spoon what does a wooden spoon feel like and then what does it feel like to be around hot stuff like obviously you need to be cautious about that but those are good things to introduce especially during the holiday we're trying to create that environment where like they're they're building their confidence but they're also being engaged and they're, they're able to feel what, like, for example, here's another example I have is if you have you have a two-story house, during the holidays, you put, like, little decorations on the, on the rail so that way they can feel, oh, this is December. And we're feeling that this is a new, new time in our lives, and this will only be here for a month, but I can smell it, I can feel it. Like going when I go up the stairs to my room or I come down the stairs to come to the kitchen, different things like that. Well, you know, what's interesting is um, the texture differences is what you might also be referring to. So not all are ornaments the same texture. Some are light. Some are heavy. Some have real fabric. Some are made of plastic, but not all of them. If we can do, as you said, ceramic or glass mm-hmm or even clay. The thing that is interesting in the work of the the toddler cane or the pediatric bell cane is there are a lot of kids who become tactile defensive. And it's Mm -hmm. long been thought that this was something that only exposure to more touch could get them to lower that defensiveness. In fact, What we are finding is it's all of those unavoidable collisions that Mm -hmm. cause them to just shut out every experience because it's like every experience is the same. It's an onslaught of a sudden, um, unpredictable, suddenly I'm touching something. So by wearing their cane all the time, when they can control that and reduce the number of body collisions actually makes them more interested in touching in reaching out and exploring because first they get the barrier to go, hold on, here's something. Then they can check. Then it's their decision if they want to touch it. And we really see a really an opening up and an interest in learning more when they wear their belt canes inside the house and outside the house. For sure. And I think that's what's so powerful about the touch. The Because if you think about it, going to do ceramics right now and doing pottery, they have different textures on the walls. Oh. And, and it really helps me know what part of the house I'm in. 
And so just even just simple, that's an everyday thing that they have. But and when you create the holidays, you create a new sense of feeling. And I think you speak, you hit the nail on the head is the holidays create a different sense of sensory experience. And that's what we want to really create is we create more sensory experiences for our children. The more we can explore the world when it's not necessarily comfortable or the more we can take on challenges that are before us as we grow older, because we're like, there's enough change in our environment to learn how to love it. And as you talk about collisions, after collision, after collision, it becomes, it becomes painful. (laughs) But if we're able to control, like learn what those collisions mean and what they feel like and how to take the collisions safer and also take them more in a way that we can embrace it a little bit more to learn about our environment. So that kind of leads me into now, how do you have the holidays with taste? This is one of my favorites because I love the taste of the holidays. Yes. And it sure puts on the pounds. But uh, one of my favorite things about the holidays is my grandma's strawberry pretzel salad. And it has, if you think about a strawberry pretzel salad, you got a crunch, you got a smoothness of cream down on top of the pretzel salad. You have strawberry that provides a different soft crunch, and you have a jello that provides a like twist in your mouth. And it's just like this is a whole experience. And of and every holiday I have that and it's like this is the only time I have it and that experience is like oh that reminds me of my grandma I'm very fortunate to still have my grandparents on my mom's side of the family and as well I still have one on my dad's side of the family so but at the same time it reminds me of those positive things and it helps me like oh I'm gonna have this taste I know what to expect because this is also the other thing are we able to, as toddlers, as kids, are we able to expect what's going to happen next? Yeah. And the anticipation of what's going to happen is, like, what's going to happen right now? What's going to happen in a couple of days? Building that awareness really helps your toddler really embrace that. So It's important. And I know that there's a lot of experiences that, we're talking about now that can happen organically just making those gingerbread houses or the gingerbread men because it's through adding the spice to the bowl mixing up the liquid putting them into the um, oven and smelling it cook bake Mm -hmm. and then tasting it afterwards even wrapping them or making them into ornaments and hanging them on the tree and visiting those uh, gingerbread ornaments would make it a whole experience i know that you said that your parents did lots of interesting gifts also for you that helped took advantage of your best senses can you remember some of those for us i think one of the ones that i really remember a lot in my family we have these stockings and my grandma handmade knitted these stockings they're massive and they expand (laughs) so when you so my mom, every every year, she puts them up on the uh, straight back of a chair that we have in our living room. And so they ring. They have little bells on them. So if you shake them, they, they have a sound to them. And then you can feel the name in the 
the stocking. And so mine says Kelvin, and then it has my parents' name and my brother. And then since I'm married, also my wife has one. And when you feel the stocking, and then when you feel on Christmas Day, my mom always goes in and puts stuff up. But the cool thing that my mom does, she wraps every gift, everything that she puts on the stocking. And so she wraps them individually. So I had to unwrap every single one of them. And that experience from when I was a child really helped me like, oh, this shape is a bubble gum or this shape is, and I can kind of guess what it is before I open it. Nice. And so it helped me learn what, when I go find things on the shelf or at a store or whatever, what things would feel like and really build that memory. And so wrapping it and then, oh, this is a toothbrush or like what was another one my mom loves to get goofy toys so like she got the slime one year and so yeah. it makes and so i was like okay what what are the 30 year old gonna do with slime but <laughs> she got she got slime and i'm like and i put my finger in it i'm like this feels really weird like I'm not sure. What do I do with slime? And <laughs> just, <laughs> just different things like that. And like, oh, that has a similar texture to some things I cook in the kitchen with or not. And so that experience of unwrapping and learning what shapes mean and all that really helped me like learn what those are. I could see where it'd be more motivating because you know, to guess it means that it's going to be yours after you open it anyway. and You'll know what it is once you open it. There's always a hesitancy for some to cover the fingers of someone who can't see well because the fingers are the information sources. But is there something that, you know, keeping towelettes or being mindful of that, but still allowing that, not being so protective because these experiences are themselves fun and engaging. Exactly. And I think that's a really important, you make a good point there. Because if we really, our fingers provide us a lot of information. Like when I shake somebody's hand, I know if they're male or a female. And then I also know kind of how much you weigh by shaking your hand. And but that takes time and that takes practice. You gotta shake enough hands and talk to enough people and so forth to build that. And so the same thing like you were talking about, like when I use gloves and a blind cane, it's it's tough sometimes, especially if my gloves are really thick. It's really hard to get that tactile information from your cane. Yeah. So this is also something to think about. Like, all right, if you're gonna be outside and you're in a place I'm I don't live in a place where it snows. Well, we use mittens and we put a hole uh, in a little hole that we kind of reinforce and then the cane gets stuck through so that you actually have your bare hand on the grip of the cane, but surrounded by warm, cozy mittens. Oh, that's a good idea. I, I never live. I, I don't. I don't live where it, where it gets cold. Clearly, I, mean, I live. In, I, I live in San Diego, so it's seventy five degrees all the time. But so. yes, covering up your hand makes it harder to know what's going on. And I think that if you have a child who's put mittens on, even if they're just going to be pushing a stroller, you're limiting their information, and that mm-hmm. might be just concerning to the child so it'd be good to be aware that maybe that's causing a behavior or getting them to be more checked out 
from the experience. So it might be important to take the mittens on and off. So as your hands start to freeze, put them back on. (laughs) (laughs) But to be mindful that covering up the hands covers up a very important avenue of information. Very true. And I think that that leads me into my next section is for me, sound has somewhat of a meaning to me, but not as much as other people who are blind or visually impaired because my, my sounds are not the greatest because I'm also hard of hearing. But for toddlers that are the sound of the holidays is something really big. So like for me, when I go to church and we sing Christmas songs, that reminds me I'm in December. It reminds me that these are the songs I sing during the holidays. And, and then when I go to the grocery store, I go, and I hear the bells to donate money in, like, and that's, an, that, that's another experience. Like, well, g- give your child a, a quarter or a dollar and put it, have them feel that bucket, that charity bucket to be able to donate to help the poor. And yeah. th- just that. And then you start helping them realize what's in the world. Like Certainly that spirit of volunteering at a soup kitchen or in some way be- taking part in these holiday rituals of giving. I would love it. And being the- going out and buying presents for your brothers and sisters and your friends and you know, being expected to do all the same things as much as possible that's age appropriate as everyone else to i love that whole idea that they that the same expectations are there well and i think that's where the holidays are the place where we have the opportunity to change the environment just enough to help our our toddlers and our kids to learn a, a new environment and a safe spot and i think that's what i wanted to encourage you all is to change up your environment just enough for one month so that your child yeah. can experience that, that the season and realize this is a change and we're going to have a new year. Well, I'll tell you, some of the hesitancy I know comes from the understanding that before belt canes, changing the environment was always seen as a big no-no. Keep that inside the same. This is no longer required when you wear your belt canes all the time, inside and out, because now you can change your furniture and your child will get the warning. The couch is in a new place. They'll get to experience how to find the path around it. It'll be, in fact, a fun, engaging way to learn about how people rearrange furniture for the holidays, because now you don't have to worry it's and and it never worked anyway in the past. They'd still smack into stuff that's been there for twenty <laughs> years because they yeah. can't see it. So really, it's just a wonderful marriage between the holiday season and, in fact, if you would consider becoming a monthly donor to Safe Toddles so that we could continue on this exciting work for our kids. This is the season we're trying to get a hundred and fifty new monthly donors to join Safe Toddles. And our website is safetoddles.org slash team safety to become a monthly donor. What do you think about that, Cal? I love it. I love it. So let's go ahead and do that. Like, go ahead and make sure that we can provide safety to our toddlers and allow them the freedom to experience the holidays and their everyday life all the other 11 months of the year. 
by using belt canes and giving them that power and that independence and that safety. Well, thank you for sharing some of your fun, fond Christmas holiday memories with us. That was very great. I appreciate it. Thank you. So that wraps up the Safe Toddles podcast. Any last words, uh, Grace? A happy, happy holidays to you and yours. If you would like to follow us, we're on all the social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And if you want to have a direct conversation with us, go ahead and email us at info at safetoddles.org. You guys have a good one.